welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to The Sigma Show, episode 107? Seven, 107. Uh, it's me, your host, Sigma. Uh, just before I let you know who is joining me this week, um, real quick, we'll go over the topics uh, we'll be discussing. And I say topics, but I really mean topic. And this is multi-layered because there's a very big court case going on right now. The first two days have concluded between the Microsoft versus FTC uh, court proceedings. FTC is trying to uh, levy an injunction against Microsoft to stop them from doing their uh, acquisition of Activision Blizzard. That's a mouthful, uh, but God, the amount of information that has dropped from just those first two days is staggering. And here to join me talking about these things are Rachel Kayser. Hi, everyone. I've missed you. Marty Sleva. Activision acquisition is a very hard thing to say. <laughs> yeah, try that three times fast. Yeah. <laughs> and Yokina Cat. I've missed you too, Rachel. Hey, y'all. I've missed you so much. <laughs> welcome, 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 here. everybody. Glad it's to just have a you. big old love. Big old love. Well, love here. Isn't it always? Like the, Always, yes. That's one of the main reasons why I like doing the show week after week. It's because the love. I mean, I'm surrounded by just like the coolest people. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh. I'm so why glad would you guys I not know be... me in real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Did you see Casey? Oh my god! Oh hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, as we tend to do, we will start things off with what we've been playing, watching, doing. Uh, but since we also are coming off of a two-week hiatus, and that two weeks happen to also have a ton of conferences, um, if there's anything from any of those conferences that you guys want to chime in about or kind of get off your chest, feel free. Throw that right in there. We will try to keep this section um, a reasonable amount of time uh, because I do think there's a lot to talk about in the FTC Microsoft stuff. So, anybody feel like jumping in head first? I can go what first. Well, you can go, go right yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, just uh, real quick for the what you've been watching stuff. I was excited to tell you, Casey, I have selected my favorite anime. Really? Ever? Yeah. Yes. And I don't, I, I don't know if I've talked to you about this before, but I have decided that my favorite anime is School Babysitters. No, I've definitely not heard you say this. I've never heard. Is that just that Rugrats? <laughs> it is. A, it, it's it's a cute slice of life anime that only has one season, and it's um it's everything I want in a in a story. And um it it's it, it made me it's made me feel things that a lot of movies and shows have not managed to before. Huh. So I I was very keen on it when I. Uh, discovered it. Is it is Where? it very self explanatory? Like, is it just is it about school? Like a bunch of kids babysit a literal school? <laughs> um, no, it's about it, it's set in a school uh -huh. and it's um it follows this uh, sibling pair, one sibling who's about fifteen and uh, one sibling who's a toddler, Ryuichi and Kotoro respectively, and uh, their parents die in a plane crash. Oh no. And uh, they are taken in by the chairwoman of a local uh, high school who also has one of the programs at the school is that they have a daycare for the teachers. Um, well, a daycare for the children of the teachers. So uh, she tells she tells uh, Ryuichi that he can that he can stay with her and she will pay for his education and she will take care of him and his brother if he agrees to work at her daycare when he's not in class. And so it's just this really like simultaneously really melancholy anime about these two like kids who have been through a, a lot and it, it's one of the reasons I love it is that I feel like the whole like conveniently an orphan trope. Uh, doesn't often get get like seriously uh, examined in a lot mm -hmm. of media. Mm -hmm. It's you know 
it's the Harry Potter thing of, you know, we want, the, we want these uh, characters to be orphans so that we don't have to worry about parents interfering when they go on adventures. But it's like, it's not often like seriously examined how damaging that is for somebody to lose their parents before they're an adult. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of resonates with me a lot. And also the, I gotta say the main character, the, the toddler characters, there are about six of them in, uh, in school babysitters are the cutest things you have ever seen in your life. Like, I defy you to, like, maybe Nezuko, but other than that, I can't think of a single <laughs> character in all of anime I that I, well, I mean, up. granted, I'm not, like, an expert, but I, I can't think, babies. you gotta see the babies. Um, But I've not seen a single character in all of anime who is this cute. So, yes, I have decided the, uh, that, uh, been, oh, yeah, <laughs> my husband just handed me. This oh is my Kotoro. god, you already have a pillow. Wow. This this is Kotoro. Now I know what to get Rachel for like Christmas yeah. like, yes. or something. Like, oh, oh yeah, you know, my husband you know. my husband jumped on that shit immediately on my last birthday. So yeah, that is adorable. This, this is baby Kotoro. And he always he doesn't talk much, but he always refers to his big brother as Nicha. And so every time he walks up to his brother, he puts his little arms up and goes, Nicha. It's just a it's That's the cutest so cute. thing ever. Like, like every time I watch it, and I've watched it many times now. Every time I watch it, it's like it just makes me so happy. Where have you been? Uh, where have you been watching? Is that on like Crunchyroll or Funimation? Or? Cr yeah, Crunchyroll, and um, there are there are lots of clips on YouTube if you ever want to watch. I might jump into that. So you said it's, it's one season. Is it uh, a short, like a small number of episodes? Uh, it's about thirteen episodes. 13. I okay, believe. yeah, that's bingeable. Also. Also, there's a background character, well, not background, but there's a, a secondary character who is the butler of the chairwoman who takes in uh, Ryuichi and Kotaro. And he's voiced by the same actor who voices Sebastian in Black Butler. <laughs> so you're basically watching the most domestic version of Sebastian possible. And it's hilarious because the guy is constantly cracking these great jokes that nobody ever pays attention to. That's what butlers are paid for, really. Is yeah. All that shame. The, the <laughs> and I felt bad because, like, I had really, like, fallen in love with it but right before I went to WeebCon, which is where I met a bunch of, like, uh, you know, voice actors who do uh, English dubs in anime. And I felt bad because this is, I was about to say, like, I've discovered my favorite anime. It doesn't have an English dub. Uh, wait, was the convention actually called WeebCon? WeebCon, yeah. Incredible. Big thing here well, in Dallas, awesome. WeebCon. Weeb, like, W-E-E-B. Yeah. Yep. That is hilarious, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Kat, you gotta come so we can go next year. I know. WeebCon. Let's go. Let's do it. It's, 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 look, Casey, you're the cap you're the you're the engine for girls trips 2024. Like let's am go. I, am I invited to these girl trips? That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> what if I you mean, accidentally I'll... book a trip to WeedCon? Like, this isn't what we thought it was. <laughs> That's also in Dallas, by the way, yes. <laughs> uh real quick, uh Frost uh in chat. What's up, Frost says uh the Tigger movie dealt with the thoughtlessness of making characters orphans. Really? <laughs> really? I don't think I've watched the Tigger movie. I, mean, I didn't know the Tigger had his own standalone movie. High school I believe it's called the Tigger movie. Yeah. Much more pleasant than Promise Neverland. I'm just, that's another story about orphans and, you know, I think I'm going to go watch <laughs> High School Babysitters. That seems a lot more pleasant. So. Um, I think the only other uh, thing that I wanted to mention during the, wa the watch, I I'm not going to talk about playing just because like I've been playing a lot of games because a lot of games just came out. So we'll mm -hmm. be here a while. But watching the only other thing I wanted to mention is um, I did see Across the Spider-Verse in yeah, theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. It is. Um, I might go back, I think. 
Did you see yes. that story that came out that there's been uh, there's like slightly altered cuts? Like there's different yeah. cuts of the movie yeah. in theaters. Which yeah. might explain why they had to overwork their animators for quite some time, which I, I <laughs> Sony, I would hope I don't want you to do that. Please don't do that. But I mean, if you ignore the conditions and again, I'm I work in the games industry. I've gotten very good at this. If you ignore the conditions <laughs> under which the piece of art was created, then it, it, it's a very it, it's an excellent piece of work. I mean that that chase sequence two thirds of the way through. That's just like that's what the that's the that's the big set piece of the movie, and I mm -hmm. love it so much. It is fantastic. Yeah, I have and, not seen it yet. Well, I I won't spoil, but I will say like I I did like my husband doesn't care at all about this, but he was there while I was. But he basically like sat there while I went on this whole like thesis about like the psychology of like the 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 big twist. Yeah, about mm -hmm. two thirds of the way of the second all act. I was told, all I was told was that Miles cannot mess, Miles cannot trust, or he cannot really dap it up with Peter or Gwen again. Like that's what I, that's what I've been. Well, that's according to Black Twitter, but like that's what I've been told. Like he cannot dap it up with Peter or Gwen ever again because they didn't ruin it for me. So I'm really. I'm not much of a moviegoer, like a movie theater I, I, person. That, that's I'm a good way to put it, because I think you will yeah, understand. You, you'll, you'll yeah, get that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, give it a couple more it. weeks. It'll probably be on Prime. <clears throat> yeah, hopefully. So, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm you're cool. You're cool. Um, yeah. I, well, I, I, like I said, I'm not going to like talk about the details. I don't want to spoil. It's still in theaters, mm -hmm. so I don't want to be dropping the spoils while uh, there is a lot of potential that, not just Cat, but a lot of people in the chat haven't seen it as well. But... Um, I, yeah, I, I'm digging the new, um, the, the, the refreshed character design as well. And like, especially like, of course, uh, well, fo focus camera, um, Spider-Punk, of course, my new favorite character. I think God he's everybody's new he favorite cool. character. <laughs> yeah. He's like, unbelievably he cool. So cool. Like there, there are, there are lots of shows that tell you that a character is cool. Like that is a, that is a, a story that exudes like, no, that is what a cool character yeah. is. Like that's absolutely, they just nailed it. <laughs> I, was I like, feel like I'm, I'm just Daniel like, Kaluuya can do no wrong at this point in his career. He yeah. absolutely cannot. Yeah. He is well. I love that he's able to use his actual accent. Yeah, like, not just in the <laughs> sense like of the like first time at anything. Yeah. Not not just a British accent, a full on like yeah, bruv. like London accent. Uh -huh. It's it's a, it's it's so good. Just like listening to him, just full on be himself, mm -hmm. like and lean into it like that accent. It is just love it. Like that, but yes, that, that movie. Oh, I'm sorry to. No, I'm saying this just, just that that was my last. That was my the end of my part. Okay, of it. I just want to say like that. Like that movie has such an effect on people that uh uh someone who is like a very like loose acquaintance, like a person that I knew for a brief period of time in college, messaged me privately on Instagram to talk about Spider Verse because they didn't have anyone else to talk about that movie with. That's incredible. <laughs> like, That's just a hit bonding me up out of the experience. Blue. Yeah, they just hit me up out of the blue. Like, I didn't think anybody else would care about this, so uh, I'm giving you my theories. I was like, you know what? Let's, let's go into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back and see it because I saw it with my husband, and I'm going to go back and see it with my brother soon. Yeah, I might go back with my fiance because she hasn't seen it. Like, I took just my son the first time. And also, he saw it more and more another friend. It's looking more and more like that third movie is not going to be ready for several years. Yeah, sadly, oh. I understand. Yeah, I, I understand too. It's just it was very for them to be like it's coming in March. I'm like, is it? No one's recorded dialogue yet. That seems important. Are you sure about that? Are you sure? Yeah, time, time will tell. It's fine. Yeah, let them don't overwork them. Just let them let them work at nine to five. Take all take however long you need. 
And we need to make sure we get two particular actors who were not in this movie because at least one of them was in rehab. So uh, we need to we need oh, to make sure John they're Lane. in. Yes, John Lane. <laughs> I don't want to spoil that his character wasn't in. It was less who was in and me going through who was in rehab. <laughs> oh, right. That's right. It's like, who I was, was like in taking this a walk. Movie? I was like, yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Best wishes. Hopefully, hopefully everyone comes out of the other side. Awkward silence. He's Best got a kid you. with Olivia Munn. He's he's doing fine. Uh, yeah, he's winning. Uh, okay. Uh, that that wraps things up for you, Rachel. Yeah, that's it. Uh, all right. Anybody else want to jump in? What you've been playing, watching, news from the yeah. past couple of weeks? You want to jump into? Uh, the two big things I've been watching. I saw Asteroid City in theaters, which I love the new Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, that looks really uh, interesting. Thought it was great. Um, tonally, it's probably closest to Grand Budapest Hotel, which is probably my second or third favorite of his. So, um, incredible cast. Um, pretty much, it's one of those. If you like Wes Anderson, you're gonna like this. If you're not into his, I don't know, style or shtick, you know, this probably isn't gonna win you over. But, um. You know, I think getting one of his movies every three or four years is an absolute joy, and I kind of love everything top to bottom, from Tenenbaums to, to Life Aquatic to Darjeeling Limited. Um, yeah, I think this one's great. Amazing performances. Um, have, you been, have you seen those things on TikTok? It's like when you're in a Wes Anderson film. It's like, like those, a trend going on. Yeah, on I've, seen, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, and some people are coming up with some pretty creative, like, Stuff. And I think it's really, it's almost like, am I, when I look at it, I kind of, I feel like it's almost like a compliment to Wes Anderson that people are, he has such a unique, like, film style mm -hmm. that it has a, it has a TikTok trend. Like, I think that's really cool. So, yeah, he seems like he's almost one of the few the directors, yeah, that has, like, an incredibly notable, like, thumbprint on all, all of his movies. Like, there was one about the guy one of basketball and the guy gets into a fight. Like, it was, I have to, I'll have to send it to y'all. It's pretty funny. But yeah, I thought that was pretty like cool. Cat, uh, feel free to send me any and all TikToks. I'm like addicted. <laughs> I do them sparingly, so don't worry. I won't spam y'all. Um, but I thought it was pretty cool. I'm sorry, Mark. I, just thought, I thought that was pretty. Neat. No, no, I didn't have. Any, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything for people because I know it just came out in theaters, and I don't even think it's it's national yet. But uh, yeah, that was good stuff. And then I started. Uh, I watched the first um, four of ten episodes of The Bear season two last night, um, which is great. You're getting into it. I'm getting into it. Yeah, I had to like stop myself. I was like, I'm gonna keep going. I'm like, you know what? They dropped it all at once, so let me let me just chill out. Um, yeah, if you if you watch season one and liked season one of the Bear, uh, season two picks up right where it left off and is sort of about creating the the new restaurant, the new idea for the restaurant. I gotta ask, did that bug you a little bit that they were like, oh, here's a season two? Because I felt like season one kind of ended very like. Like it ended. It was like okay. Yeah. Like it was there was definitely a okay. There can be more after this, but not something that you were as if you were meant to see, right? Like it felt like yeah. Cut off. It, I, I, the the first season felt like we're not sure if we're gonna get renewed. So if we don't, we are telling a complete story here. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I think it you know it was like kind of critically beloved, and I think Hulu was like you know what let's throw more money and have them do it again. Um, so it didn't bug. It would have been fine to me as a one season thing. But seeing how they've handled season two so far, it doesn't bug me. If season okay, two would have nice. came back, it would have felt sort of like it was like they didn't know where um, to go with it. <laughs> yeah, or spinning in place. Um, again, I haven't watched the whole thing, so maybe I'll feel differently by the end of it. But um, uh, I also just really love those characters. Like spending time with those characters is great, and it's nice that sort of the first season of like table setting is over, so it kind of just jumps into the deep end. Um, 
you know, assuming that you remember who the characters were, which isn't that tough. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have to rewatch the first season in order to start. I thought season. about it. I thought about <laughs> it. I'm trying. I'm trying to be like, listen, like this might be a problem. So maybe you should stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't do that. All right, I guess. So. Um, and then on the game front, uh, I've just been banging through a lot more Final Fantasy 16, which I'm still really digging. Uh, it is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the deeper you get in, it is very much not a. If, if people are looking for like a big capital R, capital B, capital G, it is not an RPG. Um, but it is a fun, bombastic action game with really bombastic. solid writing and performances and uh, really just gorgeous like cutscenes and set pieces and views and everything. And as that, I'm still really digging it. Um, and then uh, the uh, we mentioned the Nintendo Direct earlier. Maybe that was off camera. But uh, I uh, jumped into the first Pikmin game. So I want to play the three Pikmin, replay the three Pikmin games before Pikmin 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm about to roll credits on Pikmin 1. I'd probably have rolled credits by now if we were not doing this. So this <laughs> is they... your fault. I did not finish uh, Pikmin 1. It's all apologies. your fault, Casey. This is all your fault because I didn't fault. finish Marty, 2001. Just an intervention. Pikmin. You don't have to play 1 and 2 <laughs> before you start 4, okay? <laughs> it's I haven't not played critical. I haven't played them in a while. <laughs> uh, delightful games. It's like baby's first real-time strategy game. It's wonderful. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm baby because I don't know how to play real-time strategy games. Um, have they released Pikmin 3? I know they released Pikmin 1 and 2. Yeah, Pikmin 3 uh, sort of originally released on the Wii U, which no one played because of the Wii U. And then a few years ago, they released Pikmin 3. Dang, shade, shade. No, I the had the Wii U. And I, it's just the truth. Literal Wii U right there. He slipped that in. He slipped that in real slick, too. Like, oh, yeah, because no one plays it. But anyway. <laughs> I, yeah, I got a bunch of old Wii titles as well that I play on that. So, Melissa, I, I, yeah, I played Wind Waker and Twilight Princess on the Wii U just recently. And let me tell you, that big piece of plastic is weird. It is weird, and I don't like holding it. Um, but yeah, Pikmin, uh, yeah, Pikmin Three Deluxe uh, released on Switch a few years ago, and it's great. Okay, like, I, game, I was not aware of that. If you're just gonna play one Pikmin game before Pikmin Four, uh, just play Pikmin Three. Yeah, it's, it's probably great. easiest to get to, and it won't and it's gorgeous. Hours. And like, yeah, one definitely has a lot of finicky. Well, like, hold on, how much is Pikmin Three actually? Is that is that like full price still? <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's Nintendo, yeah. It's Not Nintendo. if you use your your Nintendo oh. Fun Pass. <laughs> oh, you mean if I buy an entirely different game along with it? Got it, got it. Understood. Yep. Oh, it's fifty nine ninety nine. I want to come out two thousand four. Like okay, <laughs> like yeah. I'll hey, leave. it didn't go up in price. That's good. I can roll into a GameStop in town and go over to the Nintendo section, and they'll still have some Wii U games for full price. Huh? Yeah, I've seen that too. It's ridiculous. Is I it, mean, that's they, needs to take Nintendo to court next. Like, Nintendo, yeah, what's like, going on? Come on now. They, <laughs> those they swung back court. hard, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they really sorry, Kat, go ahead. I'm sorry? Go ahead, Kat. I, I yeah, interrupted I'm you. Anyway. Those Nintendo fat cats. Mm-hmm. That's all that is. Rolling around their money. <laughs> In their uh, furry they, I cat mean, Mario suits. I mean, this does kind of play into what we're going to talk about in a, in a little bit, just because, I mean, they can afford to not lower their prices because there's no competition for Nintendo games. No. It is so funny how, how again, we'll bring it up in the thing, how infrequently Nintendo is being brought up in this thing. And uh, they're like, Ooh, what if we just stay very quiet? No one will bring us up. <laughs> and and if they when they are brought up, it's like, oh, well, is Nintendo really part of this because the Wii U is such an underpowered console? And I'm like, yes! Yes, they are part of this! As the money just keeps being printed, they're like, no, yeah, we're definitely Nint- not part of this. Nintendo is just like, don't look at little old us! Yeah. Uh, it's uh, fascinating, truly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all my stuff. Uh, nice. Uh, Kat, anything you want to jump into? 
Um, yeah, I am, as far as watching, I'm not really, I'm a creature, like, I watch the same things over and over and over again, but I have been watching, I'm really into documentaries. This is on Amazon Prime. Does anyone remember that show on TLC called 12 and Counting? It was about the Duggar family. Yep, I remember yeah, that. All the kids, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a documentary on Amazon Prime. I think it's four or five episodes. I binge-watched it in one night. Um... It's a documentary about the family. It's called Shiny Happy People, I think. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. It is really, really good. And it's insane. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. obviously a lot of that stuff is already public, so I won't ruin like the the format of the documentary, but basically it talks about from like how the parents met to why they started having so many children. And then like how they basically kept like how his their son like sexually assaulted like their two daughters and how it came out and how they try to cover it up and then recently the son was actually charged with child pornography the u.s attorney's office the u.s attorney's office arrested him back in i think it was 2020 or 2019 they arrested him for child pornography and i think they just sent sentenced him to like 12 years in prison so like and he's the oldest of the 20 because now they have 20 kids so um it's actually a really interesting documentary like it's crazy what what those parents like. I low key feel like they were in a cult. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. But watch they it, are a cult, yeah. Yeah, like it's called the shiny people. Like watch it, and it, it, actually, it also has the point of view from like other people that were in that religious organization that weren't that knew the Duggar family. So it's actually pretty good. Um, so that's what I watched. That's the, the most recent thing, new thing that I watched. And then this just came out, I think, on Friday. It's called I'm a Virgo. I don't know if y'all have seen the advertisements for that. The Boots on Riley movie, the guy who did uh, Sorry to Bother You? Yes, he did Sorry yeah. to Bother You. Um, and it's about a 13-foot black kid um, who grows up in Oakland, and his parents try to keep him away from the world because they don't know if people are going to be receptive to him. But then he finally says, like, no, like, I need to get out. So it's about, it's like a coming-of-age story, I guess, for a 13-foot black boy. And um, he's like super awkward. He finds love and um, understand navigates like really weird situations and, and things like that. So I think I'm gonna check that out because the preview looked really really good. Is this so a, this is a series or this is a movie? Yeah, it's on Amazon series. Prime. It's called oh, Amazon, Virgo. Yeah. I believe it's okay. all out. I think it's like a six or seven part. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like six. I think seven episodes. Mm -hmm. So I was gonna start it last night, but. Um, I think I might start on that. So, yeah, I'm um, praying. I, I am now. It's not a big deal to a lot of people, but it is to me. I am now twelve ranks away from Tekken God. It's hey. been a grind. Hey. Super, super excited, and that's just Tekken. So there's three tiers of Tekken God. There's Tekken God, Tekken God Prime, and then Tekken God Omega, which is like the highest Tekken rank you can possibly get. So I just want to get to Tekken God. That's like my goal. Um, but other than that, yes. I've been playing, I'm still going into debt on Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tom the Crook Nook, man. He's, you he's you need to use some of those Tekken skills to beat the shit out of Tom. Yeah, I really do. Like, I really do. Um, I, uh, I've been playing that and then, um, my friends tell me, you need to play different games, you need to play different games. So I downloaded Gang Beasts on Friday. And I have not laughed so hard in such a long time. That game is ridiculous. Like there's no mechanics to that game. It's basically just, it's basically a button mashing game, essentially. Like, 
So um, until you meet someone who's like really good at doing weird shit, like climbing walls and like yes, you're like how oh, do you know how to do this? You're all flimmy and flammy, <laughs> exactly. and I'm like, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. It's like finding a good per- a person who's good at quap, and you're like, what are you <laughs> doing like, with what yourself? Is, this what is it meant to be good at? <laughs> My friend was like, oh, it's ragdoll physics. I'm like, I don't like this. I, I press a button. You told me I can punch with the bumper, right bumper, but then I press it, and then my character flings across the stage and i don't know what's bad. going on so the controls are bad um, but on purpose and like everyone loves it kind of works yeah <laughs> so and then other than that just studying for law school exam so other than that nice. that's, that's all i've been doing i'm just i'm not good for podcasts casey i'm just what nonsense it's gonna be uh tekken and animal crossing I, and i love hearing about people who are good at tekken and i don't like hearing about tekken by itself <laughs> <laughs> I I will be interested to see how you do when uh, to see your opinion when the new Tekken uh, drops. Oh, I'm so like I'm gonna have to either get a PC or a PS5 because it's only coming out on like the most the most recent mm-hmm, console. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a financial undertaking I want to take, but I might have to because obviously when Tekken Eight comes out, tournaments are not you probably won't really see t- Tekken Seven tournaments anymore. So um it's gonna it's gonna definitely gonna have to be something that i i guess invest in or buy because i really do want to start competing in actual tech in tournaments um my goal is to eventually one day play at evo which is like i don't know if y'all are familiar with tournaments mm-hmm. but evo is like the huge it's mm-hmm. street fighter and tekken and dragon ball z fighter and, and it's, it's just a huge Ultimate, uh, fighting game Sabre, yeah now. competition so <laughs> tournament so my goal is to one day uh you know at least make it to evo as a competitor so i'm gonna I'm have to definitely you. um hell yeah and i went to the- I went to DreamHack recently, and that's the first time uh, DreamHack Dallas. That's the first time I've seen live uh, fighting yeah. game tournaments, and like, it's pretty impressive. DreamHack, um, the Tekken um, Evo, and then there's one called the the Texas Showdown. That is actually another really big fighting tournament, like nationwide. And one of my favorite Tekken fighters, her name is Cuddlecore. She's a she's ranked like i think fifth in the country of like top tekken players she's amazing so i for my i think she won texas showdown so yep but that's all that's going on in my neck of the woods back to you casey i wonder if tekken's gonna come out this year i feel like tekken might be like listen we want to set this one out from street fighter and mortal kombat (laughs) street fighter mortal kombat it's got to compete with the two of them yeah and i think it already came out mortal kombat one no, no it's they're, in, they're doing out a September. Oh, beta test. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they, they did some beta tests, yeah. Uh, Street yeah. Fighter came like, out. Like, speaking of Mortal Kombat and fighting games in general, like, I, I did get a code for the Mortal Kombat 1 stress test. I put about two hours into it uh, last night. There's not a bunch in it because they are just testing the network. But um, they allow you to do like a, a very condensed uh, combat tower, like your regular arcade mode where you just fight a bunch of people. Uh, and then there's online with no matchmaking or whatever. And there's four characters to choose from uh, and three cameo characters, which is, you know, the assist guys who are attached to you. Um, as far as I can tell, uh, at least in this demo, there's no way to not have a cameo fighter. So that, that might just be a core combat thing now. Like every fight might just be that. Like you Mortal Kombat. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually so, wearing my Mortal Kombat hoodie right now. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, Street Fighter, I've been, I don't know if you've been in the Discord, Sigma, but like that's mm. all they've been talking about in the fighter, the FGC server. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I just, 
it looks is it not great. clicking for you? Like, have you not tried I'm, it yet? I haven't tried it yet, but I just never. After Street Fighter Four, I used to be all about Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter Third Strike is my favorite fighting game of all time. But I don't know. I just haven't really been able to get into Street Fighter since four. So maybe I'll, I'll give it a. If if you're gonna try and get back, six is probably the one to get back into. The one. Yeah, like that is the one that is very very open to anyone who has lapsed or anyone who's brand new, in my opinion. All I see is all the stuff about Cami because apparently, like, they went hardcore <laughs> on the Cami fan service for Street Fighter. 6. Well, not even they yeah, just put really her in the outfit bad. she was always like, in, right? Say that like, again. They like they just put her in her old outfit, which is just with today's fidelity. Like, okay, yeah, I really liked yeah. her modern redesign. Like the way she looks um, in the new outfit right. is dope as hell. Like she got like the the. Little jean jacket with the the Union Jack on the back, like she just looks really cool. She's yep, she looks pretty hot. Just don't just don't go to Twitter because the people that are playing it on PC have modded her, and oh, oh my god, god. It's freaking <laughs> ridiculous! I'm sorry, like Casey knows, and anyone who's watching, I cannot stand fan service in fighting games. It's my biggest pet peeve in fighting games. I just <laughs> I can't stand it. As a woman, I just I just it it irks my soul. So there we go. That's something new today that I brought to the to the. <laughs> podcast i cannot fair, stand fan service. fair enough okay i'm sorry but that's all i have casey uh yeah no no problem um i i, I do hope you uh at some point get into street fighter 6 because i'm planning oh, on perfect. it and i i need i need like very skilled knowledgeable people to like help me like bridge that gap from like amateur to pro because like uh i i took um kimberly who i want to be my main uh, in street fighter 6 like the she's like the the graffiti ninja and um, I, I I did the placement matches and lost like eight of ten of them, <laughs> so like it has ranks from rookie, uh, several other ranks, and then master. I'm at mm-hmm. rookie. I'm at the very beginning of this this journey, and like I I think when we do eventually do an escape stream, um, the goal is going to be to get to whatever's before master because master is like a very small percentage of the community. Uh, but like it's gonna it's gonna be tough regardless. I think platinum is before master. Yeah, um, Vansenal in the chat, if you go into the FGC server on Open Alrighty, Vansenal just made Platinum with Chun-Li. So yeah, and he's really freaking good. He is, like, he is, like, I'm a Tekken person. Like, my main fighting game is Tekken. Vansenal's main game is Street Fighter. Yeah, I know he's a so, Sagat like, player for a long time, Because I'm going to be right there with you, like. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm, trying, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to break into the, the scene. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna give it a, a good college try. Oh, and I've been playing Monster Hunter. So, oh, oh yeah, nice. Yeah, so I've been trying to branch out. I'm a super creature of habit, so I've been trying to branch out and play. Um, I either play games games that I try for the first time and I like them, and then I just continue playing them. Like I still play stuff on my GameCube and my PS Vita, and it's, yeah. <laughs> I have an emulated Xbox first generation Xbox. Like I'll play like older games, but I really need to start playing like some of the newer stuff. Do you? I mean, all, most, most of the new stuff is kind of just the old stuff back again. Anyway, People right? just complain about the new stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> play the classics. Yeah, play what you want. Uh, but in, in, in t- still talking about fighting games, um, I, I don't want to sound like a hater or like I'm biased, but Mortal Kombat 1 feels so much like the previous Mortal Kombat, like the ones that have come just recently. Looks like it, too. Yeah, yeah like it, it has the same look, the feel, and like... It's exceeding exceptionally high quality in terms of like its visuals, its presentation, like sound, all that is fantastic. But underneath it is very samey. Like the the addition of the cameo fighters 
doesn't really mix things up in a way that feels um, tangible. It's like, all right, this is still just more Mortal Kombat. And that's great for people who are like way into it. And trust me, there are people who are way into it. I was getting comboed to oh, hell sure, yeah. online. Like there was no matchmaking. There was no hope for me. <laughs> Oh, Rachel, you're like your big uh, Mortal Kombat player. I'm big in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, really. No. I mean, I'm not good so you... at it. I'm not like I'm not like Cat is good at Tekken. Right. I'm like I'm, but I'm into Mortal Kombat. It's my it's kind of like my fighting game franchise. Nice. I think okay. Mortal Kombat has one thing that I've in fighting games. I think that the one thing that we can all agree upon is fighting games usually have some of the weakest storylines when it comes to gaming and yeah. i would probably yeah. say that mortal kombat especially after eight and nine like starting around like eight or nine like they really started to develop like it in my opinion mortal kombat has the best storyline out of any funny game franchise. i agree 100 actually like i think it like i love mortal kombat 11 because it's like a two-part mortal kombat 11 and then mortal kombat 11 aftermath i think it has such a great storyline and as far as like yeah how you said it there it really isn't anything different other from like the most previous ones um i think that for mortal combat that works if that makes any sense like if it was any other writing like if street fighter had done the same thing as before i don't think it would people would have been as excited as they were about it mm-hmm. like if i'm making any sense but i think for mortal combat that formula just seems to work for them they don't really have to change anything because their storyline is so in my opinion their storyline is like super intriguing to me like i don't actually follow like i'm sure rachel can can agree with this like i follow the actual storyline for Mortal Kombat. street fighter not too much tekken i just do because obviously i've played that game for so long it's i inadvertently follow the storyline but like Mortal Kombat was one like i actually wanted to play the story mode of the game because i was actually interested in it so that is true i I'm, i'm very intrigued by like what the plot will be um but i will say like Mortal Kombat over its history has been a fighting game that hasn't been shy about like reinventing all of its fighting mechanics. Like it's gone through like True. some pretty big uh, design iterations from like the original arcade ones to the early um, 3D ones. And then mm-hmm. um, the like Daily Alliance and Deception and whatnot, like those did like a really cool stance switching thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually they they settled into this uh, this current style, like the the injustice style where really bouncy rubbery character models, I feel like, <laughs> but yeah. like, but it works for them, right? Like it, it, it does what they needed to do. So I don't know. I felt like with them, with them doing another reboot after having just done a reboot, like this is like, okay, we're retelling Mortal Kombat, but from, you know, everything's going to be different now. Like it's, it's, yeah. we're starting from the yeah. beginning, but everything's different. I kind of expected there to be more of a change in like how, things approach but like but mechanically it just feels very samey that's and 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 it's really very tiny sliver that they let you play in the in the in the online test so like i'm not you know judging off of just that there might be a lot more in that game that we don't know about but my early impressions are like this this is very much the same Mortal Kombat we've been playing and a lot of people don't realize is that or i don't know if a lot of people know this but the gaming rating system was actually created because of Mortal Kombat Oh yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so like that's it, that's it's legend. Pretty, yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty, I guess, monumental game, like yeah. video game history, I suppose. So, I mean, like yeah. the, there was that a very big like in the eighties, uh, like court hearing where they were discussing like you know the corrupting influence of video games. The two games they talked about, one was Night Trap. Mm-hmm. And one was Mortal Kombat, and of the two of the Mortal Kombat was the one where they might have actually had like some 
some juice because yeah. uh, that that I mean I, you could understand you don't want an eight year old to play a game where he can literally rip somebody's head off yeah. with yeah. fine dangling. But um, Night Trap was a weird one off. But the, <laughs> I only bring that up just because this is a fun piece of trivia. Uh, the then CEO of Nintendo of America said, "Oh, we never let Night Trap on a Nintendo platform. It has no place in our society." Night Trap was released on the Switch in 2017. Nice. That always makes me laugh. I'm going to research that now. The society like was ready in 2017. Movie. It was finally... Oh, for, very bad, for very bad FMV games about <laughs> Hope Invaders. Hope Invaders, so right? Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and speaking of the story, I'm actually excited to... Because I'm a Raiden mean. So mm. I'm... And Raiden's apparently gotten a complete overhaul in this. So I'm kind of yeah, excited I, I to see. I all, think all the characters uh, in that way are kind of very new. Like even like Liu Kang, who is a god now. Yep. Um, Johnny Cage looks exactly the same, but Johnny Cage is always the yeah. same. Wow. Wait, did, my you, main did you hear that they're, I think they're getting Jean-Claude Van Damme to voice Johnny Cage in the game? They're getting him to voice a skin. Oh, a skin. Okay. The main the main Johnny Cage is still voiced by Andrew Bowen. Okay. I'm, I'm actually glad that that's the, the case. Because they, they did that before. Like they tried to have a celebrity voice yeah. a main cast character like with Ronda well, Rousey and Sonya Blade and... Well, Jean-Claude Van Damme has actually done voice acting before, so I would... Uh, what is he you know, he, I mean, I liked him in Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> oh, he was in Kung Fu Panda. He was, yeah. So, I mean, he's not bad. I don't know about having him play an entire character and do, like, 40 hours of voice lines, but... <laughs> I wish um, I would have done him, like, a DLC like they did Rambo. Like, that would have been yes. really cool. Yeah. That was cool. Oh, yeah, they like, had just like, Jean-Claude Van Damme, right? Like, Bloodsport Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah. Say that again? Like, like just have him the actual actor yeah, like right? his likeness like that would have been like really cool like nicholas cage and dead by daylight <laughs> but yeah ronda rousey did not like ronda rousey has no acting experience so it's probably not really a surprise that she kind of i mean yeah. unless you count fast the fast and furious series which you shouldn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> somebody i was waiting for someone else yeah, to not, say it not as acting experience no but no <laughs> uh but yeah uh so uh play some more combat um, uh, also messed with some demos that I wrote things up for, um, over at the escapist played in guard, which is a, a fun, uh, kind of, uh, spectacle fighter slash beat em up. Like they only let you play like a tutorial and then like an arena. So I don't know how the, the main game is going to handle it, but like it's, it's like corridors and then fight rooms. Right. But the corridors have like little, little bits of platforming, um, which are fun, but they are separate from each other. And I kind of wish they put those together. Like I, I would really like to use her platforming abilities to like move around an arena and like get to the other side of like where enemies aren't. Cause like they'll throw like a lot at you. And a lot of the, a lot of the fights require you to use the environment, like kick a table or a chair or barrels at people, uh, like push people into other people, like position yourself, put things between you and the enemy. So like, uh, but none, none of the stuff in that tutorial or that arena allowed me to do a lot of that. Like there's no like overhead attack if I were to climb up on a box and then jump down on somebody. So like that was a little disappointing, but I don't know, maybe there's that stuff you unlock down the road, who knows? Uh, but it was fun overall, I really liked it. It's got a real Zorro uh, aesthetic and like that's just not uh, a thing you see a ton of in games. <laughs> Which is wild, yeah. like it's crazy to me that's not like a, a setting and vibe that's that's used more often. Yeah, but it's a fun time. Uh, I, I definitely want to see more of that game when it's uh, fully out. Um, what else? I can't think of anything else I really played. So I'll just move on to stuff I've been watching. And I watched a lot, but I'm not going to get into all of it. 
uh, I will talk about the fact that I did watch and finish uh, season one or the first season, the only season of American Born Chinese. That's um, it's it's a Disney series that's not based on a Marvel thing, as far as I know. Like it's not tied into any of the MCU stuff, uh, but it's uh, you know, the Chinese story, Journey to the West, uh, Sun Wukong, the Monkey King, uh, you know, demons in heaven and stuff like that. But like modern day, uh, I think they're. I think they're in the West Coast, whatever. Like it's like teenagers, high school drama, but also your best friend has become. It, it turns out your best friend is this mystical, is the mystical son of the Monkey King, and like there's this quest to like save heaven, and it's really wacky, but um, I like it's also it also plays itself very low key. Like the main actor is this kid I've not seen before, this young uh, Asian kid, and like his delivery is so understated, but like I like it a lot. Like you'll you'll see like teenage kids in a lot of shows today, and like they just kind of have a ton of like I I think uh, and no shade to him, but I think of Tom Holland and how like he's just he he has energy in him, right? Mm-hmm. And like this kid seems like in the very next scene he's gonna go and take a nap, <laughs> but like but like I like it so much because like he he's, it seems very authentic. Like, this, this is just a high yeah. school kid, and like yeah. he's he's worried about these certain things and he's stressed about his home life or whatever. And then weird stuff is happening around him, but he he's not like losing his mind about it. He's very like, so wait, your dad is the king of heaven, and like it's like, it's I, I just really like it. I really like the vibe. Uh, there's great martial arts in it. Um, the special effects are like there's not a lot of them, but they're used well. Um, and in some of the places where like the practical effects and like the makeup and stuff look a little goofy, that seems intentional because it's also riffing on like old Kung Fu movies. So like, you'll see like the bad beards and like the bad wigs because that's like the style of like those older Kung Fu movies and stuff. There's, there's even a, a full episode that is kind of an homage to old Chinese cinema. Like it, it plays the music. It has like the intro, uh, voice dialogue. Um, and like, it's like a flashback that takes place in heaven so like you see stuff that's going on in the past and like it's it's shot in this really fun like goofy uh old kung fu movie way and like it was just really cool aesthetic so like the the first season wraps up um and it's it's all right i would give it like an eight or a a, a, on a scale or whatnot but um there's they're definitely planning for there to be more um and i i don't know like i feel like this is the sort of thing that if it goes on for too long like it'll probably start to lose its appeal, but I, I did like season one, um, and I, you know, I'll, I'll watch season two if it pops up. It's also cool that Disney Plus is doing something that's just original and not right, you know, just mi- not mining Star all, Wars franchise. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, it's like the way it's shot and feels like it could be. <laughs> like yeah, it's not yeah. what it a hundred percent could be. Yeah, it's also like serendipitous because it. Didn't it's not like it was put in production because of the success of everything everywhere all at once, but like <laughs> it did very much feel like oh shit like yeah that that is, is how they cut that trailer like about. the trailer to advertise yeah. this looks like everything everywhere all at once yeah and like a lot of those same actors show up but like not not in like critical roles in the way you would think yeah yeah but uh, yeah I liked it uh, and I think that's all uh, there's some other stuff I watched but. Uh, well, we can move on. We'll get Real into. Quick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I did. Men- I forgot to tell you. Um, just because uh, I, but I mentioned it when Kat was uh, talking. Just that I, I went to DreamHack. Um, I thought it might be fun to show you guys this. Mm. I got uh, oh, Jennifer yeah. Hale's autograph. Oh, nice. On a bayonetta picture. And- oh, are you? Are you gonna? You should frame that so it doesn't oh. get 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've got, I mean, I've, since I've been starting to go to conventions more often because I have more disposable income now. Um, so I've been getting a lot more uh, autograph posters. But this one was really because, I mean, y'all know, y'all know how I feel about Bayonetta. So y'all know how important sure Bayonetta special feels so Bayonetta, so Bayonetta and high school babysitters. That's, yes. that, that is, if I send you anything from those two things, then... Yes. We're good to go. Okay. Yes, absolutely. My my keychain literally has uh the Scarborough Fair uh pistol and uh and a little thing of uh Kotaro on it. So yeah, that's my entire personality. It. There are new wolves inside of all of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, rich, I just wanted to show you baby. that. Just that wasn't even for the show, that for the podcast. That was just for I I I want to show you guys this cool thing I got. That was great. I love it. Awesome. Uh so on that note. <laughs> There's no real way to transition from that. So we're just going to go ahead and start up this uh, FTC Microsoft conversation. Um, if you don't know, uh, the court proceedings have begun for FTC's plans to uh, put a stop to Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Um, they they had a lot of uh, big names take the stand already. Um, and uh, a, lot, a lot of news came out of the questioning because most of this is public. They did seal the room for one person in particular, like a financial person, as they were talking uh, big bucks. And for whatever reason, we're not allowed to see that. But I guess maybe because that like can affect like stock prices or something, maybe. Sure. Man, yeah. you should have told, I wish I would have seen that what we were going to talk about sooner, because I could have looked up like, I could have tried to look up like court documents, because it's, since it's public record, like you can look yeah. that, people can go and look that stuff up themselves. But I could have done that and had some juice, but okay. Sorry. So uh, I, I sent everyone a link to the, the Verge's uh, times table for all the coverage that they were Tom Warren has been doing an excellent job of summing up everything that's been coming out of the courtroom. So shout out to that man. Uh, and I'm just going to scroll down to get a summary of day one because we can start there. But if any of you guys uh, have anything in particular from day one that you want to just throw out there, feel free. God, so much happened during yeah, day a lot, one. A lot happened. It's, Yeah. <laughs> It's it's been it's been a moment of all like a whole bunch of stuff. Um, is. Let me see. Yeah, and the like to I guess uh, explain sort of what's going on. That as far as what I understand is that Microsoft wanted to push this specific hearing through as quickly as possible because what it ultimately entails is uh, uh, the FTC is trying to pretty much buy themselves time to be able to create a do more research and create a larger case against Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Whereas Microsoft sort of wants to catch them on their back, you know, like backpedaling on their feet to be able to push this through before sort of more, more eyes get on it. Um, it's well, also interesting that the CMA, the, the, which is like the, the, the UK, UK regulatory. Mm. Yeah. Um, their whole thing was cloud gaming. Like that was the reason that they wanted to nix this. Whereas cloud gaming seems like such a small portion of what's been discussed so far. Like it's, yeah. cloud gaming has um, almost seemed negligible. <laughs> well, they have talked about it. Well, I think the reason um, Microsoft wants to push this through is because if they don't close the deal by a certain point, they're In going July, to have to yeah. basically start over, start all yeah. over yeah. again. They pay a fine, three billion, yeah. and they have to negotiate. That is a deals. very big fine. <laughs> it's a big fine. That's like, and especially considering they're probably going to have to up up the price again if they renegotiate with Activision. Yeah. No uh, longer sixty nine billion. They can, oh, they can make it a seventy. 
Um, I think the biggest thing that I want to talk about is just that they dropped that Jen Ryan email, like right there at the beginning. Like when they yes. when they released that, I was just like, "Whoa, okay, we're being we're pulling out the big guns here." Like I I live for corporate pettiness and uh, legal proceedings. Like it's my deal, but. When they pulled that email out from Jim Ryan, where he basically, like, that basically undercut the entire, like, anti-acquisition argument that Sony has been trying to make for the past over, a, over t almost two years now. Mm -hmm. um, it, yeah, that, that really got me. That was, the, that was the big bombshell for me on day one. Yeah, for anyone who uh, doesn't know, like, the details of this email she's referring to, apparently... Uh, early on, uh, when this was announced that Microsoft was trying to make this acquisition, Jim Ryan wrote an email to uh, Sony investors, something like that, essentially saying um, they don't believe that Jim Ryan himself does not believe that Microsoft's acquisition is aimed at um, exclusivity in particular, that they think Microsoft is aiming higher than that, and that even if it were aimed at exclusivity, that Sony would be okay. They'd be more than okay if Microsoft were to go through with that acquisition. So like this was Jim Ryan trying to reassure uh, and probably stave off some panic from investors, I'm sure. But to get that on a document that shows up in a court case where the entirety of their argument has essentially been Microsoft can't do this because it'll hurt us uh, competitively, is that's literally him in a document saying the opposite. Yeah. And oh, and Lampy Jim Ryan's the head of PlayStation. He's like the Phil Spencer of PlayStation. He's the president yeah. and CEO, I think, yes. of, of PlayStation or He's Sony Interactive of, yeah. Entertainment. Yeah. Well, um, instead of PlayStation, Sony Interactive Entertainment is someone else, I believe. But I'll double check. I could be wrong. No, it's Jim Ryan. Sorry, you're right. I'm thinking of somebody different. <laughs> Lampy says, "Presume uh, I know no one when you say their name." Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because like the it feels like the the for each um, I don't want to say witness. I don't know what the what the for each person no, they think, brought yeah, I think, on. I think it is still a witness. Yeah, for each yeah. person they've brought on, Stan. It's it's the, the questions have been very much clearly focused at what their sort of area of expertise was. So um, when they brought, uh, I think they brought Matt Booty, who's the head of uh, Xbox Game Studios, and they were asking him a lot about exclusivity like related to Zenimax games and so mm -hmm. um you know they were talking about how uh kind of prior to Microsoft acquiring Zenimax and uh uh and Bethesda uh the the rumor had it that a game like Starfield was going to be an exclusive to PlayStation and PC at least for a time being much like how Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo yeah, yeah, yeah launched that uh, pattern it seemed yeah. yeah, and so like it seemed like part of the case that Microsoft has is like we are just doing what our competitor has been doing with things like the Spider-Man game, and that's why our Indiana Jones game is now going to be a you know an Xbox and, and PC exclusive. So um, yeah, it seems like part of it is them saying no, 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 things aren't going to change, while part of it is also Microsoft saying, well, they're doing it too, so why are we getting in trouble for business practices that all of us are doing? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Casey. No, I, I want to say, like, especially since, like, the line of questioning keeps putting them in this position of, like, why are you trying to make things exclusive when, yeah, Sony is the one making almost everything exclusive. So, yeah, like, it, it makes sense for them to, to point at Sony in this case as opposed to saying, like, well, they're doing it too. But it's like, that's why Microsoft is doing it. Like, if you if you follow the trip, if you follow the trip, if this is true, what, what they're saying... Then essentially Sony is the reason Microsoft 
has gone on this spree. Like, because it started with, well, like, they were already doing acquisitions, but like the Bethesda one was massive. And that still didn't help them get where they wanted to go. So it was like, we got to go even bigger. You get Activision. That was Sony's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I've noticed that there's a shift here. Mm-hmm. There's been, because up until now, Microsoft has kind of been, and Xbox have kind of been positioning themselves as like, oh, look a little of us. We're so behind in the console race. We just want to catch up. That's why we're shelling out $69 billion to buy one of the biggest game manufacturers on the planet. And again, I just, I just, First of all, I just want to say, like, everyone, please, like, just, like, try not to just, like, arbitrarily side with one corporation. We're talking about corporations. They suck. Don't side with them. But I will say that up until now, um, Microsoft, Xbox have been kind of doing this whole, like, wallflower act of sort of, like, we just want to catch up. We're so far behind. We're losing. We're losing the console race. Oh, don't look at us. And I, I, to kind of contrast, like, to put itself in contrast with Sony's whole like yes we are we have PlayStation and we are you know ahead in the console race just try to make PlayStation look bad they've completely switched here well not completely there are there are some, still some echoes of that now they're going on the offensive because now because this whole thing uh when Sony has been part of this whole thing they've been doing this whole like oh you can't let them do that they'll take Call of Duty away from us so there has been this sense this entire time of people going, Sony, why are you getting involved? This is between Xbox and Microsoft and the FTC and the regulatory bodies. Why are you getting involved? Why are you talking so much? And it's, well, I mean, legally speaking, it's because they are the competition, mm-hmm. but there is still this sense of like, the FTC is maybe buying, is maybe drinking Sony's Kool-Aid a little bit too much. That's- so now Microsoft has like stri- changed their strategy to be like, don't listen to Sony because Sony is just as bad. So that's what, I, that's the big thing that I'm taking away from this is that they have, they're trying to flip it on Sony. Like the majority of the FTC's questioning for pretty much all of uh, the different witnesses that they brought up are Sony talking points. <laughs> Like the, the information that the FTC has are this. And the thing is, it's bad information because Sony has a vested interest in just blocking this for not, not for the sake of consumers, but for the sake of themselves. So every time mm-hmm. the FTC comes up with one of these talking points, like whoever's on the stand, especially Sarah Bond, who was up there, had tons and tons of comebacks that just sounded logical and sensible in the face of like this questioning. And like it's, it's weird because you brought it up earlier, Rachel, that they're like, all right. This, this particular case, like this injunction is just a stalling maneuver because they want to go and get more information. Why didn't they do that in the first place? Like, did they literally just wholesale take information from Sony's and Sony's attorneys and say like, all right, well, we'll use, we'll use this for our case because you guys probably know what you're talking about. Well, and you get the vibes here that anytime any sort of technology gets brought up in, in front of Congress or grand jury or anything like that, you always get the feeling that these 75-year-old fucking congressmen and women don't know what they're talking about and you get the same feeling from the ftc in my opinion like anytime like mark zuckerberg or anytime tiktok is discussed in uh mm-hmm. in these settings yeah you get the feeling these people don't understand this world and their questions are so fucking dumb and uninformed <laughs> and i'm getting a lot of that same thing here and I'm, I, it is mind-boggling that i'm like how do you not have people that either know this or are going to be like, all right, I'm going to spend months deep diving into this and I'm going to become an expert before this occurs. I just want to say, I think this would be a much different event. Um, Like, you guys, do you guys remember, like, any of the Apple versus Epic legal proceedings? Judge Rogers, she is the GOAT. 
So uh, she's, I mean, she's like on it. She like knew exactly what was they were talking about. She like every time Epic or Apple's lawyers tried to like get in with like some weird jargon, like to try and confuse her. She just, she knew exactly what they were doing. She took them down. She, she broke it down in simple terms. I love Judge Roger. She's my hero. So if she could be part of this whole thing, I feel like this would, this whole event would be much different because she knew what she was talking about when she was talking when when she spoke with people in the games industry. Like uh, agreed. Uh I I don't know who the judge is presiding over this, but I do know uh Judge Judy, it's Judge Judy. <laughs> Judge Judy. No, Judge Judge Judy, please. If Judge Judy was part of this, it'd be over. Like it, it but it did seem um at least for now like the FTC's line of questionings wasn't was beginning to annoy the judge. Like there was an instance where the judge was kind of cutting the FTC's questioning off because like they were for whatever reason trying to get Phil Spencer to say under oath that he would uh, that he would uh, sign a deal to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation or whatnot, even though it was mm-hmm. PlayStation who refused the deal that they offered them. But like that just that seems strange. Like w- like what is this about? If you're if you're in court trying to get them to swear that they'll do deals with a rival company, like I mean, th- does that track in terms of like uh, the FTC's job as a consumer-focused uh, group that they would say like, well, make sure your rivals eat good too? Um, I mean, I, f- I feel like I've talked a lot, so if I mean, if you wanna... yeah, if you if you have input, go right ahead. Yeah, no, um, you're you're in for. I I will say that. Um, it is the FTC's job mm-hmm. to try to represent the consumer to say like, are you, is this going, are you going to do something that is going to deprive a consumer that has historically had access to a certain resource? Um, if, are you going to deprive them if you have, if, if you're controlling the, the spout of that resource? So it is a valid question, but I think Call of Duty is not the right resource to ask about i think there's been a little too much focus on call of duty mm-hmm. in these proceedings and i think the judges well not judges i think the people questioning phil spencer and all of them i think they are a little bit again like you said they're they're using a sony talking point and again i think that uh that email kind of proved sony doesn't actually care that much <laughs> they're they're pretty sure that they're not going to lose call of duty mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it's a it's a sort of well, and also getting Phil Spencer to say that under oath. Um, I think they're also trying to leverage that into getting him to promise more things under oath. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, I think I think that's I think there's still three more days of questioning. Mm-hmm. I think that have to happen. So I think there's going to be more of this further down the line. And everyone's best bud, Bobby Kotick, is coming. Oh God, Bobby! <laughs> uh, is it, Don't is let it, him talk, please. Is it true that? Um... Because I, I felt like I saw this somewhere on the internet, so I, I can't verify its validity at all. But is it true that if you were to make a statement like that, uh, sworn under oath, that that doesn't hold up? Like, you can't necessarily form a contract under oath if, if like, an attorney gets you to say, oh, promise you'll do this thing. And it's like, yeah, I'd do that. Like, that like that can't it be pulled up It seems like there'd be a lot that. of stipulations out of it, right? Yeah. Like- yeah. I mean, yeah, swearing, saying something under oath is not the same thing as writing, as creating a contract. It's yeah. not, it, it's not in and of itself a contract. I think that that's right. what they mean, but it is, it, it is a good way for them. But, you know, him saying under oath that he would be open to it, that he is willing to do that, that can be part of uh, negotiations for contracts. 
Well, he was like, he was like, give me a Bible, give me whatever I need, and I'll, <laughs> I'll swear that, like, I'll swear at my children that Call of Duty will still come to PlayStation. <laughs> and, and in the case that he goes against that, like, he, he, he was under oath in this court case, and later down the line, they're like, all right, well, now it's, it's whatever we want it to do. He couldn't say, be tried for perjury, right? <laughs> no, Sony gets his kids. <laughs> um. so, Sony gets legal custody of his children. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, so that that part I actually don't I don't know about. So, I don't know. Kat, I, I mean, Kat, you're, you're studying. Yeah, Kat, I, 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 I want to get your, am, your thoughts sorry. on this. I am studying for my law exams, and I'm a legal assistant. So I cannot <laughs> give you any type of legal advice or no, opinion. not legal advice. Just or you know, I want to hear your opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, from my understanding, like if I were to say something under oath, it's obviously to tell the truth. Like, for example, if it's a murder case or a gun trial or whatever, and I say, "Hey, Miss Cromwell, did you see so defendant A with gun C?" and I say, "No, I didn't," but then they find out that I, in fact, gave gun C to defendant A. Obviously, that's perjury, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that, I could go to I could go to jail for that. But as far as um this i deal more as a legal assistant i deal more with like criminal stuff not um this is considered from my understanding this is business this is corporate law which i cannot i cannot stand corporate law i mean i'm i'm kind of i have a little bit of history i have a little bit of knowledge about corporate law so when it comes to stuff like that i really don't know like that's that's a little different like you know if i were to say like you said if phil spencer says absolutely Call of Duty is going to stay on PlayStation. And then six months later, he goes, fuck that. Excuse my language. We're not going to PlayStation. Like Marty said, they get their kids in the house. And the good. So it's like. I think, you know. yeah. Well, I, like, I, I, I wouldn't know, Rachel, but that's, yeah. I actually, I'm going to write that down. And I want to ask some of the attorneys that I work, that I work with, like, what is like, can, is that like un you're under oath so is that like a binding is that binding when it comes to like negotiations like obviously it's not a contract itself obviously mm -hmm. but like if he were to say that gig absolutely it's definitely going to stay on playstation and then like you said six months later down the road they decide no call of duty goes straight to xbox is that something that he could be sued for under oath, you said okay. that it was going to stay and now it's not so i'm gonna I ask mean that question yeah, with my li limited legal knowledge, I will say I think what would happen is that he could be sued for damages, yeah. for like lost revenue for not mm -hmm. putting PlayStation because he said you know Call of Duty is coming to PlayStation. Call of Duty doesn't come to PlayStation. You can sue for um, you know irreparable damage for financial losses. But he they would have to prove that when he said that under oath that he already didn't have any intention of bringing Call of Duty to PlayStation. All he has yeah. to do is prove that he was telling the truth at the, at time. the time. See, that's the yeah. thing yeah. Lampy and Deebs are talking about. Is it's it's a way different scenario than talking about a past event and sure. being like, yeah. oh, I I wasn't there on that night, and then they prove yes, you were. Like that, clear you that was a lie. Yeah, Whereas, clearly, yeah. yeah, talking about the future is a way. And like Rachel said, if your intention at the moment was one thing, and then it changed over time, you technically weren't lying. Yeah, fair enough. It's um, yeah, it's yeah, it's I just, not. I just find it's, it very yeah. interesting. You know, you know, Phil Spencer would be like, "Hell, it's not going to go to PlayStation." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I have to say to get me out of this room. <laughs> it is well, head, um, yeah, it is head, absolutely, and it's that hell. No, it's not going to PlayStation. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Well, um, what worries me is not is that they they. You know, they're setting up this whole thing of like, yes, of course, we're, you know, we're not going to have too many exclusives from PlayStation or what, but they did actually also, and a credit to Xbox, because this is a point that I didn't, that I would not have thought to bring up. 
but they pointed out that sometimes a lot of their games can't come to PlayStation because Sony doesn't send them dev kits. Like, like they Which said, is- that's why Minecraft doesn't have a PS5 version because Sony doesn't send them PS5 dev kits. And that's a great point. It's mm-hmm. just that if Sony wants to, they can just straight up reject Microsoft or Xbox uh, owned games on their platform, despite Xbox's best efforts, which I, th- I do think that they're not necessarily going to do that because they like money and they want to keep the money coming in. But if they want to be petty, if they want to um, like put Microsoft in that position, they can and they have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, Phil Spencer brought this up a number of times, the fact that Sony pays third parties to keep stuff off their platform. And I felt like there was just no response to that like that was just it was like he like he, he like threw it out into the court a number of times and ftc just kind of was like whatever that information yeah. like, there's just no talk back but like that is that is distinct anti-competitive behavior like that's the sort of thing that i think sony could be sued over and that the ftc should look into right so like what, what are the odds that with all the information coming out of this there is a new antitrust case brought up by the ftc against sony and maybe at some point even against nintendo should things start to lean in their direction because nintendo does a lot of the same anti-competitive practices oh i'm sorry i'm sorry to say no no that that's pretty much the end of the question there so i kind of feel like like going back if i can go back to kind of what rachel was talking about about how the federal trade commission is they're supposed to look out for the little guy, right? Like, you know, supposed um, to. they're supposed to, right? So I, I kind of feel like, I think it's, and this is just, this is just me. I think it's really odd. Like, I kind of feel like Sony's telling on themselves. Cause like what Rachel said, like this really had nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. Like at all. Um, so they're kind of like inserting themselves in a situation where if you insert yourself, then all your dirty laundry is going to come out, come into play. Correct. Mm-hmm. So like, I kind of feel like if they don't for like, I think it was like when I was reading through one of the things that says, I guess Phil Spencer talked about that on his, on the second day of questioning where he was like, they're paying people to avoid like Xbox consoles or like, like, like what yeah. you said, like it was on the second day of testimony, like for that to be said in court under oath, like as a federal trade commission, I'm like, we should probably look into that. Like that's, isn't that exactly what you're trying to keep? Like Xbox from doing, yeah, and you're trying to protect yeah, the consumers. That that seems like, like hey, that's what PlayStation yeah. is already doing. If they don't look into this somewhat, that's going to be extremely suspicious to me. Which means, like, is Federal Trade Commission looking out for Sony more though, more so Xbox or you know Microsoft or or whatever it may be? So I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rachel. No, sorry. I just was I. I... I think I just had a cont- contemplative look because I, I had a, a thought related to what you were saying, but I don't want to interrupt you. That's pretty much it. Like I would think for me, it would be very suspicious for all this all this stuff about Sony coming out during this these um, days of these proceedings. It would be really weird. For, it would be really odd to me if the FTC didn't bring something against them or at least investigate it because that just seems a little sus um, to me. Well, I do think that there is a difference between paying a company that you don't own to have their game be exclusive on the platform and buying the company itself. There is a difference between that. And again, I don't want to play devil's advocate too much because, again, federal government and corporations, like, they're, they're two peas in a pod here. But
but just to like see it from the FTC side, those aren't necessarily that it's this it's not the same level of like that that's not necessarily anti-competitive, I think, because in theory, Microsoft could just turn around and do the exact same thing. It could reach out to the exact same third party companies and say, Hey, make this game. And they have when they buy when they do like uh Game Pass deals. They they say, like, hey, come over to our platform, we'll pay you a crap ton of money, and you know, you either will not release it on PlayStation or you'll release it late, or heck, just put it on Game Pass where the pricing is much more um like consumer friendly than uh you know then then you know you pay like sixteen dollars a month or i guess it's seventeen dollars now for game pass ultimate get all these games or you pay sixty dollars on playstation for one game that's kind of the whole like deal they're going mm-hmm. with here it's like so sony paying other companies to put their games exclusively on playstation isn't necessarily the same thing as xbox wanting to purchase activision blizzard so i can see why why uh phil brought that up because his exact words were, PlayStation uses the money they make off of Xbox games on PS5 to pay for other games to block on the Xbox platform. He's talking about how um, they offer their games to like the games that they make on PlayStation platforms, and Sony just turns right around and uses that money to say to like purchase exclusivity. Right. And I, I see the point he's making, but I also don't necessarily i wouldn't necessarily say that them paying to have exclusive games on their platform is anti-competitive in the same way Mm -hmm. i and but i I do agree with you that sony is really like opening itself up here because uh i don't know if everyone i don't know if anyone remembers this but they uh microsoft filed to have all of xbox's emails uh to be able to have access to all of that Mm -hmm. and sony was like no don't do that (laughs) that's invading our privacy that's harassment that's bullying of course and i'm like honey honey you put you you put your damn your damn foot in this hokey pokey ring yeah get in there and shake it all about and they were talking about i guess like sony has like this um it's like the top like six people in their like corporation they have like an actual nickname for them i don't remember what it is but apparently they were asking for emails from certain people that held certain positions at sony and sony was like oh they don't work here anymore or oh that's not relevant or like no like you you decided to insert yourself into this whole thing with with activision and microsoft so if you want to come you got to come you got to bring all you got to bring all of it so yeah. that, that was pretty interesting that they what do you have to hide in my, in my opinion, like, what do you have to hide? What we're requesting, or what are they going to tell us? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this. I think this also uh, is a is another win in the "don't put things down on paper" column. Uh, <laughs> this is like there was like a there's like a gift that goes around from the wire of uh, Idris Elba's character, like grabbing a notebook from someone and tearing it in half and being like, "Don't write anything down," because um, you even have like. Dirty Laundry being aired internally at Microsoft with mm-hmm. uh, Pete Hines, who's the head of uh, Bethesda Publishing, when, uh, you know, at that time, already acquired by Microsoft, they made Starfield uh, an Xbox exclusive, which Bethesda didn't really want. Like, they want as many people to play their games as possible. And then when he found out about the, you know, possible Activision acquisition and Microsoft being like, no, 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 Call of Duty will be everywhere. He sent out a blast like, what the fuck? Why do they get this special treatment and why don't we? Like, why aren't our games everywhere? Like, why are fewer people going to play Starfield because of our deal than Call of Duty, which is going to be everywhere? And I'm like, ooh, that's dirty laundry that people probably don't want aired out. Drama! Yeah. Yeah. But again, same thing I just said to Sony. You you go into court and you got to be prepared to have everything exposed. Sure, yeah. 
Yeah, and there's yeah even little details coming out of uh, like the projected launch of the next gen consoles in 2028, um, which is pretty understandable like an eight year console cycle that's seven eight years is is pretty normal now um yeah i think that's that's the hope right like if if things start to dip before that i think they'll probably put a rush on getting out new hardware yeah and but, again the pandemic being the first three years of the cycle yeah, like, that definitely, yeah, definitely throws definitely a throws a wrench into things yeah um, I, I did want to, um, i wanted to go back uh, a little bit to the difference between buying exclusivity and then paying to keep games off another platform because like I feel like Phil Phil said something specific. He didn't say Sony takes the money they make from the games they put on their platform and makes exclusive deals. They said they pay to keep things off our platform. So I'm curious, is there a difference? Like is 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 like does is that just a a, a flowery way of saying the same thing? I think it is. I think if if I'm paying if I acquire something specifically to have it on my platform, if another, and this is just me, like if I'm paying, for example, if I'm paying to keep something specifically on my system, but then my competitor is paying someone to not have it on mine, I feel like it's the same thing. You're just saying it differently. Yeah, but that, it mm -hmm. seems like a semantics thing. Right? Yeah, that's how I, that's just how I look at it. Like we're saying yeah. the same thing. We're doing the same thing. We're just, our, our way of getting there is different. Does that make sense? It feels like a glass half full, glass half empty thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, sure. yeah. Okay. Either make something for us or don't make something for them. Ultimately, it's the same. Yeah, I think so. But, but, but let's and, say, let's say that's written down on paper, right? Let, let's, not that no, it is, but let's say uh, there, there are deals flying left and right. And Sony's like, hey, we want you to make this game exclusive to our platform. But then Sony sends to this other group, hey, we want you to make sure this game never comes to Xbox. Like, I feel like, yes, you're getting the same result, but there's something there's something insidious about that second one, right? Like, that, mm -hmm. that seems like you're not doing something for your company, you're doing something to hurt your rival. And I think that matters a little bit. But isn't it an implication in make something for us is you're also not making this for someone else? Like, it is, it's I, definitely implied. Just the quiet part loud, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah, is it, well, are we assuming that the other, that they're, this is Sony talking to both, both of them are third-party companies? Like Sony doesn't own either company outright? Yeah, like this, yeah this, this would all be third-party sure. stuff. Cause, that's, Cause I feel like this Got is it. what yeah. triggered Xbox uh, to act in their way. They're like, all right, well, if Sony, it's, it's almost as if Sony somehow was getting to a lot of these companies before either Xbox could or Xbox, for whatever reason, had, hadn't considered it. <laughs> They're like, no, Bethesda makes games for everybody. Like, why would we approach them for a thing? But Sony did. Sony went and got Arcane to do all these exclusive things. So they were like, all right, they've already made these sorts of deals. Let's just buy the whole company because that was their recourse at that point. I mean, I think it was also, it was Microsoft looking, okay, you did it with Redfall and Deathloop, which are not the biggest games. They were planning to do it with Starfield, which is a very big game, and then extrapolate that five years down the road. They would probably plan to do it with Elder Scrolls Six, which is going to be the biggest game. Uh, and so that, that, that long. <laughs> is that something? <laughs> That's Bethesda... twelve more Skyrim releases. Did you see the timetable thing of if it comes out in twenty twenty eight? That would be seventeen years after Skyrim, and it was seventeen years between Elder Scrolls One and Five. So, like, in the first 17 years, they made five Elder Scrolls games. And then, in theory, in the next 17 years, they, they will make one. It's not like the game's been in development for that long. But, yeah. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just the thought of, like, that gap and, like, okay, how many more? How many times are we going to re-release Skyrim? Many. As many. many. As I mean, we don't really have places to put it, right? 
Oh, we'll find them. Like, we'll I guess a mobile them. version, Skyrim on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. They Sorry. Let, let me give me just a moment. Howard! <laughs> uh, Lampy uh, also agreeing in chat that uh, the difference between those two turns of phrases are just semantics. This case example is really six and two threes. Uh, it says the issue here is buying up the company so you can mandate it and take away their ability to reject the deal. It's true. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, I do think there's like a little bit of like, if, if I can go like into a little bit of history here, I think part of the problem is that when Microsoft, cause Microsoft has been buying exclusives or not buying exclusives, but like buying companies for a while with the intent of them making games for Xbox, it just hasn't really panned out in the same way it has for Sony. Like for example, Sony acquires Insomniac, they make Spider-Man games and they're a great big hit. Sony acquires, uh, sorry, uh, Xbox acquires Double Fine, for example, and they proceed to do, like, take a very long time to make Psychonauts 2. Mm -hmm. um, so I I'm trying to, like, illustrate, like, there's a difference here in, like, the way the two companies have managed that thus far. And so now it sometimes feels like Xbox is just like, okay, like, we're, we're kind of failing at like taking like small studios, buying them up and having them make boutique products for Xbox. So let's just buy a, a really, really big prefab company that already has a history of hit making. And they did it with Bethesda and now they're trying to do it with Activision Blizzard. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't, well, and I bring this up because I don't want to sound like I'm advocating for one company over the other, but mm -hmm. that's, that really sounds like a failure on Xbox's part. I mean, like Kat, you said like Sony's kind of telling on themselves, but mm -hmm. I feel like Xbox is kind of telling on themselves too. It, it feels is, like they're basically admitting. Yeah. feels like they're basically admitting we're not capable of doing what Sony did, which is mm -hmm. buy a bunch of small studios and have them make these really cool games for us that everyone wants to buy that can be exclusive to our platform. So we're trying to buy, we're literally yeah, trying exactly to buy it. success. That's exactly it. And and the fact that so many stories came oh, out of Phil admitting right it, like Phil literally mm -hmm. saying, oh, we're in third place. Like we're, we're like, and like you're like, you're, I know, I know, um, Rachel, you're saying like, oh, Xbox is going, oh, woe is me. We're so poor. We're like, we're, uh, we're so, we're the little guy in this. Yeah. Uh, like, yes, but also they're not wrong because they they're are not, bad at no. it. They are yeah. bad at it. Like, th like when Bungie was its own independent thing, Halo was one of the biggest franchises in the world. And when they bought them, it slowly declined into what it is today. Like Microsoft has been struggling to do exactly this to keep up with sony and like yes that's 100 their own fault but do we really do we really want to see a video games industry that's just sony and nintendo i mean i i don't i don't and i'm also, I also love that the way they're bringing Nintendo into this is like, you guys could like lean in. I know, I know that Nintendo isn't there to represent themselves, so maybe they don't want to like bring Nintendo into it for that reason. Mm -hmm. But you really could lean into that a little bit more. Like, you know, but the problem is Nintendo's like exclusives are all homegrown. Like, you know, you want to talk about like home, like, like good internal exclusives that um, that they've cornered the market on. That's Nintendo's game. That's what Nintendo does. That's what they've done for decades now and they're good at it they're better at it than xbox and playstation so i feel that there's a good reason why phil is trying to be like well then you know oh, we're not phil but rather the ftc is trying to be like well nintendo they don't count they're their own thing and i'm like they're literally doing it better than both of you 
Um, I feel like that's the sentiment that's coming across. Like, I feel like a lot of people hear them say that and they're like, oh, the FTC doesn't understand Nintendo. They're trying to dismiss Nintendo. No, they're literally saying Nintendo is just doing it better. Let's just, like, let's leave them out of it because clearly if it's Nintendo's in the game, neither of you can compete with them. Mm-hmm. That is very true. And Nintendo's pretty probably like, not my monkeys, not my circus. Like, my yeah. name's Bennett. My name's Bennett and I ain't in it. Like, that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> I mean, that's why they can offer their games like they they can offer like 10 year old games at like full price still. They don't have to lower it. I mean, you could make the argument that that's anti-competitive, I think. But it's it's more a case of just like this is a product I made myself and I'm the only place you can get it from. So, yeah, like at that point, you you just have to be like, yeah, I kind of I kind of get you there. Because yeah, because, yes, the, the whole rub is somebody's losing something from Mm -hmm. from these deals like that's that's what perks up the ears of the consumer uh that's what gets the ftc to act so in this case is somebody losing something when microsoft uh finishes this acquisition only honestly it seems like they're only losing the stuff that they don't know that they were gonna get (laughs) because that's what happened with bethesda like every stuff that wasn't announced yet or stuff that hadn't been like a a long-running franchise and existed elsewhere Microsoft put on their own platform because they want to bolster it. They want to stay in the game. And to me, that makes business sense. Like they paid all that money for the thing. If you're going to start making brand new stuff, put it on our console so we can have good exclusives too, like the other kids in the playground. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I, I get, I get the trepidation at stuff like Diablo four or overwatch or call of duty somehow being forced to be on a single platform. I think that would be bad. Mm-hmm. I think Microsoft knows that's bad. And Sony knows Microsoft knows that's bad. So it's it this really is a play for the future, right? Like Sony's like we yeah. don't like we don't want Microsoft to eventually catch up to us in any shape or form. And that's still that's still a non-known entity. Like Microsoft has fumbled the ball with this exact same strategy already. Like for years now, they've been trying like we've been waiting for them to basically show off all the the profits of of those big acquisitions and like they just keep doing that more acquisitions without actually releasing any of the games for them or the games that do release are redfall and etc so like so sony might be getting uh, like all into the mix for no real reason because microsoft may continue to fail at this but i think it's just the possibility that like the thing we're all in- anticipating and excited for sony is dreading that microsoft actually comes good on one of these deals and like and now they have to do what? Because I honestly, what would Sony do differently? Buy more stuff? Like, yeah, like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they've they've done that too. Like they've made acquisitions themselves. So, um, I I will say one thing. I think that it's important we mention is just that, um, they they also did say that sometimes Xbox has been kind of. It's a loaded term, but I'll say bullied, into like they mentioned that. Bobby Kotick uh, demanded a higher revenue share, a more favorable revenue share to Activision Blizzard, um, or he wouldn't put their games on Xbox. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So basically, there's they they said that their um, their low position in the market has been used against them as well. That that was something that also caught my attention because right. first of all, I absolutely believe Bobby did that. <laughs> so, don't, so, sounds don't like a Bobby for, move. <laughs> sounds like a Bobby move. Um, uh, do I do I bring back Grand Duchess Bobby Kotick for this? <laughs> but yeah, it's a um, that that that's something they mentioned that has happened, mm-hmm. and 
Um, and again, you could say that it's Microsoft kind of being like, well, you know, you're, you're going to do that to us? Well, screw you. We'll buy you. So it takes yeah. away your ability to do that. Right. So, but you could also say that that's Microsoft saying like the rev, like the, the, the deck is so stacked against us that we literally have companies saying, give us a higher revenue share or, you know, it's worth le- or it's not worth anything to us to put mm-hmm. our game on Xbox. So neither one is a very good look, but the latter is a slightly better look. And that, and Activision is an American company on top of that. So, yeah. so for them to go that far to like kind of bully and sideline another American company in the industry, kind of tells you like when Sony and Nintendo, well, mostly Sony can, you know, have ongoing deals with the tons and tons of Japanese companies, they have a really big footprint in Europe as well. So I'm sure they, they have all sorts of deals uh, in the UK. And then prior to Microsoft buying Bethesda, they were doing it with other American companies. And of course they had the, mm-hmm. the Call of Duty thing. They had a special deal with them too, all the marketing and whatnot was tied to Sony. Oh, sure. So like, yeah, like from every single angle, they are kind of getting beat up here. Like what? Like what? What is a poor Microsoft company to do other than buy everything in the room? Oh, oh no! Oh, what am I going to do with my sixty-nine billion dollars? Oh God! Yeah, pretty much. Just give me a bunch of Game Pass deals. That's fine. Just do what they're doing with all those Sega games and like uh, the Yakuza games and the the Persona games, and just put them on Game Pass. Put them anywhere you want, and I'll play them for free on Game Pass. Great. No, I, just in Lampy and chat saying like. Uh, yeah, Bobby, that, that is exactly what Bobby Kotick is supposed to do. He is a businessman, and there's a reason he's still CEO of Activision, despite the number of, like, complaints levied against him. Mm. It's because he's a really darn good businessman. So when I say that's a Bobby move, it's not, I'm not necessarily saying Bob, that's Bobby Kotick being a scumbag. That's Bobby Kotick being a good, being a sharp businessman. But, those and, two but things like you said, but like you said, Casey... Like the fact that he had the ability to leverage that against them, the ability to to say, "Hey, split the revenue eighty percent in my favor, or I'm not going to release the game on Xbox." The fact that he had the leverage to say that—that's notable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially against another company. That's that's worth examining. Like, let's unpack that. (laughs) Uh, I mean, is is there anything that we uh, glided over here? Um, do we want to talk about the cloud gaming part of it? Because uh, yeah, like Marty, yeah, the former you're right, they, Stadia. Yeah, uh, they. Yeah, I think it was what Sarah Bond said that that was the uh, the the least important or the smallest part of uh, Game Pass Ultimate was cloud gaming. It's like the least popular part of Game Pass Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, my thing is, I still don't get cloud gaming. <laughs> I just don't like. Maybe in like ten years it'll be big, but like everything I've kind of played on cloud gaming runs like shit. Uh, and I just it's, don't. It's, it's always run better than I thought it would, but like, yeah, it's it's definitely not a place where I want to spend any time. Are you basically? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Casey. No, I'm no, sorry. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Uh, so for cloud gaming, is it basically like you're just streaming the game off the cloud? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I would hate to do that. Like yeah. no, either let me download it to my console or give me an actual physical disc or a little, little card. Yeah. Like now I'm good. Yeah, I think their point is about like Xbox is trying to use cloud gaming as uh, oh we're not keeping our games off platform because cloud gaming that means if you have a phone you could play our games wherever you want and it's like yeah but they run like shit like it's not uh, yeah. you know it's not like Netflix yet where like I can watch anything on Netflix or Hulu and be like yeah it looks fine yeah, it's running fine like 
that uh, I just don't feel like the gaming and the interactivity infrastructure is there yeah, yet. Ideal. And maybe it will be it's in ten years. I'm, I mean, I'm sure. Like, yeah. Have you bought one of those like little hook things that you put on your controller to then snap your phone? I do. To the top a, of back, it? a backbone. Yeah. 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 Oh, about to bust it yeah, out. I got one of them Hold sitting on. here. Um, I've used this maybe backbone. once. <laughs> and yeah. I've also got. Hold on. I got one more. God, this is the fun drawer. I got so much stuff in here. This is where I got my PSTV. And oh, yeah. yeah, the game vice for the yeah. iPad. Those <laughs> things are just in the box, though. Um, well, I, like you said, I haven't used them very often. <laughs> um, well, to me, that's not because I don't want to. It's more just that um, I play games on every other device I own. Sure. So my phone, my phone is for funny cat videos. Speaking my of cat, look, Rachel. Oh, hi, Kitty. Oh, Kat, I didn't tell you. I told uh, KC and Marty, I think, but I have a kitty now. Oh, Congratulations. Welcome to the Cat Mom Club. Yes. Sorry. Quick quick break Sorry. from uh, Sorry, from legal proceedings. This is not but... about y'all. This is about me and Rachel for that second. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no one his, else his, name is, his name is Clyde. My my cat's name is Sokka. I like it. Great cat names. Talk Both named it. after good characters. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, Okay, I mean, anyway, does, does that wrap yeah. things up here, or is, is there any other burning FTC details? Totally, it's court related, but it's not related to this. Mm -hmm. When I was in Walmart yesterday, I was walking past the because um, I wanted to buy. I like still buying stuff on Blu-ray. Don't judge me. I like buying not stuff on YouTube. So don't judge me. I walked past and I meant to send it to you, um, Jesse and Marty. They had the whole old night court series on sale for like 40 bucks yes. so i was like when i saw but i just had to laugh i wanted i've been i've been wanting to say this the entire podcast because i just want to laugh when i saw what the subject was because like, i'll see you in night court <laughs> every time i see it i think of marty when he goes that's the best that's the best court way better than day court <laughs> um, um yeah. yeah go ahead rachel the only thing i want to add is that they are um there, there is a little bit of a focus here, and I'm kind of curious to know why the FTC is doing it with talking about, like, Xbox or Microsoft releasing different versions of games that are exclusive, that, that are made by companies that owns to other platforms. Like, I think they talked about how, how, how are you going to get Call of Duty running on the Switch? And Matt Booty had to say, you know, well, we have to, we'd have to change the graphics. And so I think they're trying to establish, you know, not necessarily that Microsoft could release, will straight up refuse to release Call of Duty on PlayStation, but I think they're trying to open the door a little bit to the suggestion that Microsoft could release lesser versions of Call of Duty to uh, to to the other platform and to, to other platforms. And I also think that in the next few days, because I think does court resumes on Tuesday, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is good because I'm off. I'm, I'm off on Monday, so um, I'm legal. I'm legally. I'm financially not obligated to care on Monday, so it's a good thing I don't have to. But um, yeah, so it's it, it's a. I, I think we're going to also hear a little bit more about Game Pass and the Game Pass strategy because that's also because at least because you mentioned the CMA because mm -hmm. I think the CMA case is based a little bit more on Game Pass because I mean they say cloud gaming but I think they also mean Game Pass um, so I think that's going to come up in the next few days as well that's my prediction for the for the next few days of the court and for me I think I guess my last I guess thought on this is and I, you know I don't really know 
that much about corporate law and I I'm not really familiar with the Federal Trade Commission outside of like the basics but I kind of feel like this specific I guess item that c consumers are you know the whole video game that isn't for and I, I'm I could be totally wrong and be looking at this the wrong way but from a consumer standpoint I kind of feel like this is not a necessity something that is a life or death a product that people need to survive or a product that people need for their everyday life right so i kind of feel like if microsoft decides to and they end up buying you know going through with their deal and paying for this are they really doing something wrong because at that point it's up to the consumer well this is only available on microsoft so is it something that i'm going to buy like i don't feel like the company should be penalized for, if I'm making any sense, I'm sorry. Sometimes my thoughts are a little jumbled, but it's like, this is not a product or something that is essential to life. Mm -hmm. It's a hobby. So if Microsoft is going same thing, we could say the same thing for Sony. If Sony decides to keep things exclusively on Sony, if I'm a, if I'm a Xbox consumer, well, either I buy a PlayStation or I don't like it's, that's just my mindset like this isn't something that's a life or death situation it's not but then again at the end of the day it really is like you said about money and i understand yeah. the whole healthy having a healthy competitive market i get that i do but it's i just kind of feel like no i, I get what you mean do you see saying. what i'm saying like, yeah, like it just yeah, i see what you're like, saying yeah. like maybe their time and energy could be better spent uh regulating something a little more uh, medicine and yeah, insulin yeah maybe <laughs> exactly. stuff like that things. sure yeah uh, but on, like, on, there's... On, on the reverse side um I, I i do think it's good that this that that level of uh intervention extends to things like hobbies because like yeah. it, is, it is stuff that you know consumers, the people like spend money on, and it would really suck yeah. if like all the things that you like to do that were just for fun and not for you to live your life were like wildly yeah. expensive and out of control in terms of yeah. monopolies and whatnot. So like, I, I can appreciate yeah. that there's still some oversight to that sort of thing. Yeah. Also, uh, make the gas prices go down. <laughs> Or just switch everything to electric. Why, why are we still using gas? Marty. Could you, federal government, could you actually be on my side for once, please? Yes, please. Um, Frost says, let's stream the hearings like the Depp trial. I wish we could. That'd be are hilarious. They not, are they not being streamed? I, I, I've not seen. I've only been stream. following like IGN's reporting and, and yeah, like, those people Twitter. Like, the, Apparently yeah, there's a Zoom yeah. call somewhere. But like oh, fun. I, I tried to log into it and it was like, it asked me for like my name and email. I was like, I don't want to give this right now. <laughs> I'm anonymous. I've learned not to do a paper trail. I've learned one <laughs> thing from this trial. Uh, yeah, so next week it sounds like they said like the big, three of the big, uh, uh, again, witnesses for lack of a better term. Uh, Jim Ryan had a PlayStation. Uh, Satya Nadella, just head of Microsoft in general. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Bobby Kotick, renowned businessman slash uh bad person <laughs> yeah, jim bad. ryan isn't even gonna be there he's gonna have a pre-recorded video and i'm like jim just just say this isn't worth your time and we can end this farce right now that's, who's the guy that's, that's who's the actor that used to have uh in the playstation commercials remember that guy yes there's like they should put that guy he wasn't a real businessman yeah, fake but executive <laughs> yeah the fake executive they should put him on there and they should put master chief on trial like, uh what is it family guy when they need like who are we gonna send to washington that guy <laughs> Exactly. See, it's better. Um, all right. So I think that wraps it up. Uh, great show. Much enjoyed. Uh, let's go ahead and sign off. Rachel, what do you have coming up that folks can check out? 
Um, so we are now that I'm done with all the summer game stuff and I'm, I'm healthy again. We're back with Golden Girls and we're back with Perry Mason tomorrow. So I know y'all have been waiting with bated breath for that. And I got, I got to also admit, I am trying to like get some other like stuff on my personal blog down and I've got some reviews coming on GameSpeed. They're a little bit belated, but, um, some of them are a little bit late, but I blame that on again, all the other stuff that's been going on. And we've got a special issue coming out in a few days that I worked very hard on. So I hope you guys will, uh, take a look and i'm also still working on trying to get the pstv to work so potentially jesse and casey and i can have a god of war reunion which would be great because i was actually like i was actually thinking about you guys the other day because i had this long like hyper focused rant about like the historicity of the amazons (laughs) by the way who were not greek by the way this that's a common misconception the amazons were not greek women okay i i need to hear more but i feel like this is they were turkish or possibly Ukrainian. Huh. Now I've hooked you. Now we're going to yes, we'll follow I, up on I that thread later. More. <laughs> we'll follow up on that later. But yeah, that's that's it for me. So you can find all my stuff on my Twitter, which is, am I like overhead some, somewhere? My name's around here somewhere, but all of that goes through my Twitter. So if you uh, want to see what I'm up to, just follow me on Twitter. Nice. Uh, Marty, what do you have coming up? Where can folks find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on my personal channel, uh, at McBiggity, uh, which is the name above me. Uh, I might be streaming later tonight. Uh, we'll see how I feel after, uh, cause we're doing a, a stream with the, uh, top tier patrons. Uh, that'll be at 2 PM central. If you're one of those, um, you're probably in that discord and you already know about it. Uh, so tune in there. I think, uh, Jesse's going to be hanging out. I think Frost will be there for an hour. I think Jamate's going to be there. Um, so yeah, have Rocket League downloaded and we're going to, we're going to jam on that. Nice. Uh, Yokina Cat, where can folks find you? What, do you ha- uh, what are you up to? Same old, same old. You know me. I'll be in the open, <laughs> be in the open party Discord. It's a good place or to I did stream, um, like, I'm going to say like a week ago, and it actually went really well. It's just I don't have a really conducive, like, streaming setup right now. I don't have everything that I need, so I haven't really been streaming. And then plus along with, I was, you know, I was sick for a little bit. And then with work, um, I just don't really have time for it right now. But I really want to get back into it. But you can catch me in the Open Party Discord. Or you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram. It's the same as my, I don't know if it's. Yeah, it's like, yep. Right there. Like that. Okay. Um, it's, <laughs> it's the same. My my handle is the same across all social media platforms. Um, so you can just catch me there. I post Apex Legends clips, and I sla- I was talking I was talking real hard on Apex this season because I made platinum last season, and I have barely even made it out of bronze this season. So um, yeah, uh, but you can just find me on there, and then you'll catch me in the in the Discord. Nice. Uh, as for me, you can find me at Sigma Gears Nine on Twitch and Twitter. Um, Lambie says Casey doesn't like us. No, I, I'm missing the community thing because every single Sunday, for the most part, is Super Smash Sunday. And you guys like that time period where you guys are going to be streaming is like dead smack in the middle of you know our three hour Smash window. Uh, like, why don't nah. you guys? Why don't you guys like Casey? Yeah, like why don't you That's guys just show That's up Super Smash Sunday? Boom, community night done. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and 10 birds with one stone ever get yeah, their ass I can finally like, get paid for the stuff I do on Sundays there you go um, outside, outside of that um, should be a new 3 more dropping tomorrow maybe um, 
or at least some point in the week. Uh, I know the embargo is tomorrow. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, Kingdom 80s is the name of the game. Little, little, really cool looking management sim. Um, there's also some stuff I wrote about uh, Steam Neckfest demo for Unguard, um, as well as uh, Trash Bandits, uh, I believe went up today or should be going up today. Check that out. And uh, I, is there, if there's anything else, I can't think of it right now. Uh, but just just follow. Oh, also, um, if you didn't know already, um, this is this show is now exclusively on Twitch because of Twitch's, you know, new rules. Kind of limit. yeah, that was insane. Like you, you're not allowed to stream to like multiple. Yeah, like yeah. they they cut why? out the. It's bad. But why it's bad. is that? Because yeah. they're able. You know, you know why it is? Because every time I would start to watch something on Twitch that I wasn't subscribed to, I would get ads like at almost the worst times. Like it would just a, a block of three ads are playing in the middle of someone answering a question I really wanted to know the answer to. And so I log off of Twitch and I go to YouTube because YouTube. they were also streaming on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. and I pay for YouTube Premium, so that's why. Yeah, that's that's why. Uh, but we I had take, to we Twitch take Amazon FTCDs to come to come to Twitch. They do. Put them put them on the uh, chopping block. They really do. What for sure? They they seriously do. <laughs> they probably uh, will at some point too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, that that's all I can think of uh, in terms of like housekeeping. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. This was fun as usual. Yeah. Um, next week, I'm. There's, there's a chance. I may not be able to do a show next week for personal reasons. Uh, more on that at some point. I'll write an announcement somewhere in some place. Um, but but I may still have a show. So just be on the lookout. I'll give some more information about next week in general. Um, but uh, t- take care, everybody. That does it for the show. <laughs> this has been episode 107. Bye. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.